Welcome to the Process and Purpose podcast. Again, we're here to help, inspire, and motivate people to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. This is going to be a great episode episode on the breakthrough segment. Uh, this is going to be our eighth episode, and we're calling it Look Ahead. So uh, on this episode, I have myself, Robert Cedeno. I have my cousin, Frank Venegas, my co-host on the breakthrough segment. And then we have a special guest with us today, Joe Morales uh, from WFG. So uh, we're, we're looking at looking ahead and really just letting go of our past, learning from our past, right? And just looking ahead. Um, we always try to dwell on what happened to us before uh, we allow ourselves to be a victim of who we were or we we allow that to dictate who we're going to become and a lot of times we we got to just let go of that and these guys are going to share amazing stories uh of how they did it uh what they went through and uh joe morales has an amazing story so i'm super excited about it i feel like this can really help someone who's who's stuck in their past still who's who can't let go uh so so i look forward to to sharing this with somebody i hope you can too Uh, i'm gonna leave you with this uh Learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for tomorrow. Here's the episode. We'll start off with Joe. Where did you come from? Uh, well, that was kind of like, that was a little aggressive. <laughs> the way, the way it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then you're bald, bro, so they're going to be like, wait, this guy's from Mountain Ball? Minute, right? wait. Yeah. Uh, no, but really just kind of share where where you're from uh you know uh you, a little bit of your background and then you know how does shum- somebody push through those circumstances you know that they come through and sometimes we don't even have control of the circumstances you know right right yeah, you know um well thank you for ha- for ha- for having me on the show um you know i uh frank and and and, and people don't know this but uh robert and frank um grew up in the same city right? yeah believe it or not so it's kind of cool to be part of this uh this mastermind, right? Yeah, and really. This movement for our community. It, yeah, and it's an eighty episodes. So I'm super proud just to be here, and I feel honored. Um, so, I mean, I grew up in Amani, just in the same city as you guys did, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I think uh, you know that's a low middle income uh, city, and yeah. what's crazy about that is, as as you may know, is that uh, most of us come, most of us come from parents who are immigrants, mm-hmm. and maybe who are first generation, or maybe we're first generation kids uh, growing up, and uh, we grew up not in the privileged, best situations yeah. as some kids that are, you know, a lot further ahead because the parents are doing well or they had some kind of different, uh, um, they had a, a, a different route in life. Right. So, um, you want to say something? No, no, you're good. You're good. Good. Uh, you're, you're, you're flowing, man. Yeah. So, so growing up, you know, I have, uh, so my dad and my mom are from Mexico. Uh, my mom used to work two jobs. My dad used to work at a place called Golf Fan that, was no longer there. Was which was a, a historical uh, place in <laughs> South Amani. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, everyone would be like, "Hey, uh, what school do you go to?" Oh, South Amani. Yes, yeah, South Amani. Oh, oh, we're we're wait, where the golf lands at? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. no, we're South Amani High School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, so that's where my parents kind of you know were at at the time, and uh, I remember growing up. I have a brother who uh, who is a cop and. A brother who's in was in the Marine Corps at the time, and my other brother um, doing his thing, and he got into some trouble really early mm-hmm. on. So uh, I was kind of we're all about ten years apart. So my, my older brother and I are ten years apart. My other brother eight years apart, mm-hmm. and then there, then there was me. So at the age of about eight years old, my brother went to the Marines. My other Eddie, brother, right? yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. my brother Eddie, and my other brother went to jail, mm-hmm. and then it was me and my sister. Mm-hmm. 
So growing up, I really didn't have a role model or anybody to look up to. And back in the 90s, Amani was a little bit different. You know, there was a lot of uh, um, gang activity going on, and it was, it was a rough era, especially with NWA coming out and all that yeah. stuff. Right, I don't know right. if you remember that. Right. And so I remember going to school, and there's times where I saw people, you know, either stabbed dead in the school or people burnt in the school. Or, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, those people that in, in Coxwell Elementary. It's a lot of, it was crazy wow. at that time. So I imagine going up, going to school and just seeing that and thinking that that's normal. Wow. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, another casualty. Mm. Right. So, uh, so, so mom and dad had, uh, two jobs. So my dad used to work and then he used to work after that as well. Mom had two jobs and I can't say one of them cause I don't know if she'll get in trouble, but for sure one of them was, uh, she was a, a seamstress mm. and I remember uh, she used to, uh, sew all day long. She had a machine at work and a machine at the house and then part time. Let's just say she went to Mexico a lot, right? Yeah. And came back a lot, right? Yeah. With more people. <laughs> <laughs> you said it again. Yeah. She's like, uh, wait, wait, these are my cousins? <laughs> they are today. Yeah, they are today, yeah. right? <laughs> like, now I look back, where the heck are all my cousins? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right? I, I was going to say, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, but growing up, you know, you, you, like that stuff was normal. You know, you grew up in these areas and, and not, I bet you, you know, my, my family was the only one going through that. There's multiple fans that were going through that, right? Yeah. And um, so growing up, it's kind of like, how do you stay away from all that stuff? Yeah. From all that. Yeah, because a lot of the circumstances, you can't really control. You can't control it. It's a part of the zip code. Yeah. You know, people say <laughs> yeah. that right. People say that money's not everything. You know, it's up there with oxygen, I think. But it's, yeah. it, it is not everything. But it does give you... It does give you... Uh, more choices. More choices. More, more options. More options. Yeah, right. definitely. So, you have more money, you can change your zip code. Mm-hmm. And then your kids have a better chance than you did, right? That's right. the whole goal that we work hard and our kids get a better li- uh, better livelihood. Right. Yeah. Um, so, then growing up... So, what what things that kind of kept me straight and, and focused uh, was sports, to, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Um, there was a period of my time where I was in 8th grade or 7th grade where... I was kind of confused and, and I wanted to become, I was this kid stuck in a place where I wanted to be cool uh, because I used to, I stutter, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And I do stutter around a lot. And then, uh, <laughs> now you're that, good now. But that doesn't define me. No, right? it doesn't. Right. So early on, I was bullied, bullied a lot. I was making fun of a lot. Yeah. I really didn't have a lot of friends. Like now that I think back, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, man, you know what's crazy? Growing up, I really didn't have a lot of close close friends because mm. everybody thought I was different. And yeah, I was, you are different, I but like different, in a good way. Yeah. In a good way, right? But back then it was not cool. Yeah, right? yeah. Back then it was different, and Joe was Joe used to stutter. Joe just weird, and it's because I couldn't express myself. I mm. couldn't express myself, and the reason is because right. it was so hard to open up because I was bullied mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. yeah, and people just thought it was funny to make fun of my speech, but deep down inside, it was actually hurting me. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Right. So growing up, what started happening is that I found ways to overcome that by being a, by being a class clown. I'm not sure if you guys were a class clown or not. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But you know oh, that yeah. annoying kid? Have my share. Your share, your first share. Like, you know that annoying kid that used to have a, a joke after everything? Yeah. And just try to be, and, you know, just either make, I, I probably made fun of some kids and I do apologize. I've ever made fun of you. <laughs> I, bro, I've been in that situation <laughs> one time, like, I was talking, like, about somebody trying to be funny. And I didn't realize that she was sitting, like, two seats behind me. And it was a female, you know, at the time. And I, was, I felt, like, mortified, bro. <laughs> like, I was like, never again. This was, like, in probably, like, sixth grade, man, when I was a jerk. So, <laughs> I was a jerk. And, so, we all go through a phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so you so you could have been my bully back then. 
probably. <laughs> no, I'm just no uh, when when I got moved up, you're a junior, so I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't telling the starting middle linebacker anything at that time. I was like, mm-mm. so 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 yeah. So back to so I was growing up, so I was bullied a lot. So a lot of it was sports. So a lot of the way that I got my anger out was through right. sports. I put I, I used to put on the pad, the pads, and this intense. Deep down, like I, the best way to describe it is like a lion, mm-hmm. like a roaring lion just came out. Right. Right. And I just want to hit people hard because not only was I suffering from bullying, I was suffering for the struggles back at home. My mom right, and dad were, right. were getting along. Right. Um, my dad was an alcoholic, mm. and um, and and my mom, you know, I remember, and and, and I didn't get against my dad. I'm not a victim of any circumstance. Rather, it, everything happened to me. Not it happened. It did happen to me. Happened for me. Right. Yeah. Right. So I remember my my dad used to get very verbal when he used to drink and me and my mom and my little sister used to sleep in a van you know in, in the streets mm. and to let my dad cool down because he used to get very uh, verbally abusive mm. right and and not only was there was a lot of things going on that made that happen but growing up that's kind of where I was growing up I'm not sure and there's a lot of people that could probably relate to something like this right. and I'll tell someone the other day I said man we all have a past we all have a history right Yeah. Mm-hmm. but that doesn't define you so sports back to sports I played sports play, call, uh, play high school and even then now I think at every stage of your life you go through some adversity right, right. So oh yeah for sure it's like hey you're Mexican you're only 5'10 five, 5'11 five, how the heck are you going to play football? Hey, you got taller yeah. after, huh? Yeah, yeah, 5'11 and 3 quarters. <laughs> so like, I was like, bro, quarter, when you walked in today, I was like, dude, you look so big, like, tall. That's awesome, man. Well, I know you're, you're, you know, you're sharing those struggles that you went through, uh, you know, besides uh, football, because I know that was like, you're probably your biggest outlet. Um, you know, how, how did you push through those circumstances? Cause you didn't choose to have a stuttering problem when you were little, right? right. No, exactly. no. With it. yeah. Right. And like, you didn't choose, to, like you said, zip code, right. uh, you didn't choose that, you know, your parent, you know, your, 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 your father at the time, you know, he, he, he was, uh, abusing alcohol. Um, you know, so how did you push through those circumstances? You know, I, I think God gives everybody a purpose. Yeah. And he's just waiting for you to step into it. Mm, that's good. It makes sense. So I think that growing up, you know, there was a lot of situations and I could have gone, you know, way left or way right. right. Yeah. But since it wasn't my purpose, I never stepped into it. Mm. It makes sense. So I think that growing up, he kept me in sports and kept me really focused. And by the time I graduated, believe it or not, um, so my senior year in high school, um, I ended up meeting the love of my life, which is my wife, Esperanza. Mm. And I, every, everybody walks in, into your life for a reason at the right time. Yeah, right. believe and that. And it's up to you to be aware of what's going on right. and accept the fact that they're there for a reason. And she walked into my life, and I remember, so my wife grew up, grew up in Mexico as well, and she, and she didn't have no papers. True story. So my wife and I were living together, so I kind of stole her from... You know her home, you know Mexican style. Yeah. And uh, the shotgun. The, no shotgun. No shotgun. <laughs> but I was so scared when she left the house because her, you know how usually you run away with with your boyfriend, mm. um, if you're a female or you know you run away. And she decided to tell her mom that she was running away with me. Oh man. So oh, imagine yeah. that. That sounds like her. She's like excited about it too. Yeah. Like, yeah, mom, I'm leaving with Joe. And then, yeah. So I sat down and an hour in a couch with the mom, and it wasn't pretty. Oh man. And um. So we're in the process of eight months, right? And we're together, ready, and, she, and she's living with me. And she and since she was born in Mexico, she she didn't have no papers. So for a while, she was working and she wanted to go to the school. 
And she told me, no, and no, no, I could drive. What's wrong with you? You don't believe in me, blah, blah, blah. So I, I let her drive the car. And the day that I let her drive the car, she gets pulled over and she gets the car taken away. Oh, man. And my brother was the registered owner of the car and he's a cop, right? So I remember, I call, I call, I remember calling my brother. My wife is hysterically crying. <laughs> and I have to call my brother. I said, man, you know, you got to take the car out. You got to, you know, he goes to, to, to the Temple City Station and, and uh, Temple City, takes out the car. And, there's, and that's what's called, there's, in every step of life, there's defining moments. Right. right? And that was a defining moment for me. Mm. And here's the reason why. Because I looked at my wife, I said, I really love you. And I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I said, I think we should get married. And she said, she said, she said she's like, yeah, I kind of be waiting for you to ask me. You know, because I ran yeah. away oh, with she, you. She, she was ready. <laughs> she was, I, I think she was ready. like, <laughs> put it on, homie. So she ended up, uh, so... I we ended up going to this notary place one day. Her mom wanted to do her taxes, and I just had a question. Hey, like, uh, how, how much is it for you to get us married? She said a hundred bucks. I said I looked at her. I said, Hey, well, you want to do it? She's like, Yeah, well, let's do it. So we go buy a ring and all that stuff, and I ended up proposing her. And we had a backyard wedding, cost, nice. cost more, no more than two thousand dollars, believe it or not. But it's not. See, people think it's a, it's a materialistic wedding that makes you. Yeah. It's an internal love you have for each other. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that time, and we still do, we have the strong bond. At the time, um, that right there is what pushed me through. Imagine that, that from age 19 to now, that moment right there has shaped my life. Right. It's good. Because right. I had to stay focused. So yeah. that, and then, so that being now that you're married at 19, that you said, hey, I got to grow up. I got to grow up. I got to grow up. This is how I'm going to push through the circumstances. Um, you know, and. I'm going to go to Frank really quick. Um, so going to like Joe's story right now and just a lot of people know your story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know we grew up kind of similar thing with Joe. Right. Uh, we were in the same area, South Almani. Uh, you know, we, we grew up in, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, in a mobile home. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was. But, you know, like, you know, we all wanted that home all the yeah, time. But Cops and robbers have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we used to have the bike crew. Third lane, second lane, first lane. Yeah, like, when it, lane. and then we had a rule, like, sometimes you couldn't go to the third lane yeah, or you, you had to stay, like, the first or second. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. <laughs> so that was that was a fun time. But, you know, um, going to what he was saying, how did you push through some, some, some tough circumstances that you really didn't choose? Um, well, obviously... Like like he said, you have you have moments where you you have you can go left, or you can go right. You can become a statistic, or you can mm. you can be the reason why you prove otherwise. And um, kind of a little similar to Joe, uh, you come to a decision that you have to make. It's like, am I gonna be about it? So no, I I got my wife pregnant early on as well. You did it, and she wasn't my wife yet either. <laughs> yeah, I think we were eighteen, uh, when, or eighteen turning nineteen, and uh, you have a decision to make. It's either big be a big boy, step up, or you know you run away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that moment, that's where you decide to level up. So I, I was kind of, uh, I had the option, but I was, I kind of forced myself to, to level up in that moment because there was one thing I knew it was a family was important to me. Yeah. And even though in that moment, everything was confusing. Um, I didn't know how I was in a, I didn't even know what having a kid was. Yeah. Um, I, I knew, I knew that I was in love with her. Um, and I knew that we still had, our, you know, we still had our battles our ups and downs. But I also knew that family was important to me, and I had to make my decision based off of off of what I wanted in the future. Yeah. Right. I could have I could have gotten stuck and be like, dude, I made this mistake. My family doesn't look like doesn't look at me like this. I'm gonna get judged. Uh, my 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 girlfriend at the time is gonna get judged. Uh, she's the only daughter. 
um, people are going to think, yeah. you know, you, you get judged right away. You get, well, and not only that, you sometimes you feel like, man, you know, um, I'm going to be reliving the same cycle my family has lived. Right, right. You know? Be- because that, uh, in, in the zip code, that's all we know is uh, you fall in love and then you date a girl and then you, you have a kid early on. And uh, most, I would say most people don't stick through it. Most people choose the easy way out. And I was aware of that. And I, and to be honest with you, my, my dad and my mom's kind of served to me as an example. I was like, hey, they're still married. I was a year yeah. old at their high school graduation. I was already a year old. They can do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, and, and thankfully, I was in a position to where my parents were, were teaching the right example. Um, yes, I made a mistake, even, even though they told me uh, not to do it. But after being with her all this time, time only tells that that's actually not a mistake. Just like Joe said, God had... Yeah, God already has your plan set for you, you know, and sometimes these people come into your lives and there's not really much you can do about it. But at the time when you're in the moment, you don't really understand that you got to go through it first. And, and yeah. then for you to actually appreciate, you know, how far you've actually walked on your path. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I guess I, I'm going to I'm going to share a little bit on this. Um, really just super quick. Uh, most people know my past, you know, I, I, I used to binge drink a lot, uh, did drugs, you know, um, I was doing all these things that I, I, I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I knew I, like, I felt inside that I, I shouldn't be doing these things. Right? right. Um, so from like the age, like probably like 15 to like age 23, I was trying to figure everything out on my own. Right. So the only way I, like that's all I knew, right? Because like I remember my parents, they would drink, mm-hmm. and then like um, it would get bad sometimes, you know. And then like I was starting to follow the same path as my parents, even my dad that right. I didn't even grow up with. Right. So like you know, I got arrested, you know, I started doing drugs, started doing all these things that my dad was doing, mm-hmm. and I was like, not nah, like nah, man, I need some change. So once I decided, hey, I I can't push through these circumstances on my own because. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I didn't choose them. I didn't choose to grow up this way. Now, I need God. Right. So, I, when, at that point, I decided to just give it to God. Mm-hmm. At like around 20, what would you say, 23, 24? It was like three years ago. Yeah, about three years ago, yeah. Um, so, so that, you, were, that, you were my age. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, that, that's something they say, and I'm thinking about it, and it's something that, that sticks out to me is uh, Proverbs 12, 11. Who... Um, it says that the uh, he who works his land should have mm. abundance. Mm. The reason why you didn't have abundance at the time was because you weren't working your land. No, no, I was out doing something, other, doing other things. Right, <laughs> and the minute that you devoted to what you're supposed to do, yeah, there's a bunch of abundance coming around you now because he who works his land shall. Yeah, and you are working your land where you're supposed to be right now, right. and you're having a bunch of abundance. Right. That's really good, man. Yeah, that's good because, yeah, no, I at the time. I, I really started living the life that I thought we were supposed to live. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, this is this is how it's supposed to be. Right. This is all I know. Um, I I was like, I'm surprised. I like I didn't I didn't have a baby. Yet, you know, I'm like just like. I was blessed enough right. to like get through that time with like without dying. You know, like really like without like or killing somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've shared like I woke up and uh, you know I broke my my buddy's arm. You remember Fresa? Yeah. You don't remember Fessa? No? Yeah, they gave him a trophy for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Douchebag friend of the year. Yeah. Hey, dude, he's a good guy, bro. <laughs> no, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was really bad. So, uh, yeah, I really had to get through those times. But 
growing up, and my, my mentality was like, hey, this is who we are. That's right. it. You know, we can't go push through. So, hey, you know what? Just honestly, I, I feel like you kind of caught me off guard when you asked me the question. So, I'll be really honest. What really helped push past those circumstances is um, just allowing God to work yeah. with my wife and I. Um, because, so you, you kind of had yours individually. Yeah. Um, where you had to figure yourself out. I was still trying to figure myself out and try to figure out how to be a good dad and how to be a good a boyfriend at the time. So I think what helped is when, when we just surrendered mm-hmm. and understood that it would, that no matter how hard we tried to push each other to become better individuals, that we didn't have the answer for each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think what really pushed us past those circumstances at, 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 at those moments, um, I, I can genuinely and honestly say if, it, if, if I didn't allow Christ in my life, my, I would, my wife wouldn't be my wife today. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. And, and it's that serious. Like, yeah. I, I think her and I... If we relied on our own personalities, our own understandings, we would have definitely pushed opposite directions. But because we both surrendered and we allowed something bigger than us to come in between us and, and work through us, I think we drew that much closer. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's, that's a hard decision to make yeah. when, you're in the, when you're in the midst of it emotionally. And, and then there's a people that are probably watching this, Robert, that, that don't have a spouse. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and they probably can't say, well, I'm not married. You know, how can I, you know, push my push through my circumstances or really have that motivation to actually push right. through right and, and push through and because a lot of it is that people are still stuck in the past so what i mean that if if you're stuck in the past right and every time we 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 talk and you talk what well, we talk to you or you talk to anybody you're still talking about what happened when you were a kid or mm-hmm. 10 years ago the glory days ago. the glory days the glory yeah. days the good old glory days yeah back then when if you would have stayed at Satamani, we would have been CIA champs. Oh, right. You know, I always get that story, <laughs> right? For everybody, right? And, and and I think about that. I said, for me, is I don't even think like that. No. You know, I said, things happen for a reason. But anyway, that's another, another topic. But what I'm saying, if like people are single, that how can I push through my circumstances is the reason that, that, that you will never make a comeback or, or move forward is because you're still stuck in the past. Yeah. Right? And you have not accepted that everything happened for you, not to you, and you're not a victim of that. Yeah. Uh, you're actually was a blessing for you. Yeah, definitely. And use that moment to move forward and now be an architect for the comeback. Yeah. Right? Or for the moving forward. And that's really good, man, because a lot of us, you know, we, 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 we do have that victim mentality. And then not only do we have the victim mentality, we start comparing ourselves to others. Right. We start comparing ourselves to others like, oh, well, I'll never have what he has because I don't do what he does, you know? And then... Right. You know, we, we look at their success, right. right? It's kind of like when you go to church, right? You think about this. You go to church and you feel like, well, I can never go to church because, oh, you know, they're perfect. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like, or, uh, no, I don't belong there because I've done this. It's like, no, why are you disqualifying yourself? You know what I mean? Like, there's, church is, is it's just full of broken people. Right. We know that. And then, you know, we try to compare ourselves, say, hey, why can't I be like Joe? Mm-hmm. Well, what have you done? You know what I mean? Like, how about you work on yourself and worry about what you're doing instead of comparing yourself to a Joe or, you know, maybe even someone on TV. Like, they have, you don't know what, what they're going through. You don't even know what the battles they've been through. So, well, um, well what it is, is I, honestly, I, I feel like uh, I feel like we get stuck in, in trying to please or just conform with the way the world the world is doing it. And we feel like what the world is, the way the world moves, we feel like, oh, that's the truth. That's, that's, what, that's what I got to be. But the thing is, everyone has different walks and different routes that, that we take. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then we, I would think we get stuck as individuals. Uh, we become a hostage to the, judge, the judgment that we get from people. 
that that voice keeps playing in our head yeah and it's and it's really like it's already long gone you just you keep feeling it you keep giving it life you keep giving it gas and it just keeps on burning and you just keep labeling yourself and really it's all it's everything that we put on ourselves so we try to we try to keep living that previous label that we can't let go of and that's what we can't get to that next step that's good you know and it just weighs in on us yeah. that's what it does it's heavy another thing is that what i've done is once you have clarity of your goals and dreams and you have right. core values within your family within yourself you base decisions based on your vision where you're going and on your core values mm-hmm. so good. if you look at about to get real deep here right just follow me here it, it, if you look at palm trees right palm trees when there's a big windstorm right. windstorm they go all the way to the right mm-hmm. or you go all the way to the left but no matter what happens most palm trees majority of them survive a big storm right? yeah and they can be bent all the way down. And it's the same thing in life. The reason why the palm trees is able to stay up, despite up, is because underneath the ground, mm-hmm. they're all rooted. They're rooted. Yeah. All the roots are stuck together. Right. That's good. Right. So when I say that deep down inside, you're not rooted. Mm-hmm. You have no core values. You have no vision. You have no clarity. You haven't accepted the past. You're never going to move forward because no matter what happens, whatever you see or whatever people say... You're going to go either to the left one yeah. day because Frank says so or to the right because Robert said so. Right. A true friend will tell you how it is. Yeah, for sure. And and they tell you because they love you, they care about you, but you respect whatever you say. It doesn't mean you have to do what they say. Yeah, right? for sure. Right? You can take of, it every way you want. Yeah, and, if, and but you have to be very rooted to be able to do that. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that, man. And a lot of times, uh, like you said, when we're once we're rooted – and we're trying to move towards something. We, we forget to appreciate where we're actually at or what we're going through. So the whole like the whole point of this podcast right here is to say, hey, we know that you're going to go through a struggle. There's a process to get to where there's, there's really no end destination, to be no, honest. There isn't. It's, it's always like you're going to find a purpose, but it's always going to be a process. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's really good stuff, man. You got anything to add to that? Um, I think we're going to. So, um <laughs> We got this one. What, what can we uh, What can we do to feel, you know, once once we feel stuck in our all the weights, uh, you know, because of the mistakes, how can we move past that? Mm. Like when we're carrying that baggage. Mm. Mm. What would you say? I, I think you got to be open to receiving. You got to be open to receiving new. Um, I, it just becomes habitual, I think. Uh, it becomes a habit of just allowing, like I said, that heavy feeling to just consistently weigh in on you. And and then if you if like we heard it the other day if if you don't open your hands to receive something else and let go of what's in your hands right now, you're not gonna be able to get anything new. Like literally, if you have if you just keep holding on to things, you have no room for new stuff. Yeah. You know. But if you let go of it and you're open to receiving something new, a new idea, a new motivation, inspiration, or a new for anything, you're you're open and you can level up and move on to that next step to where you're really called to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know a lot of times like what I I think I heard this on a podcast the other day and they're talking about like a lot of times we like to hold on to things, mm-hmm. right? And we don't want to, you know, give it to God cuz mm-hmm. we're like uh you know, he oh, he has a lot of problems already. Don't I don't want him to worry about me, mm-hmm. right? And and we forget how big God's hand really is. Right. I think it was a podcast Steve uh Pastor Steven. Patrick, yeah, Pastor or Patrick? What's his name? I don't know. Steven Stephen, yeah, Stephen Furtick or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so that he was saying that like a lot of times, like we we're like, man, I need to hold on to this. I can't give it up. Right. But we all know that God's hand is big enough and strong enough to hold all of our problems. Right. Or, uh, he says, uh, if if you hold on to what you have, like it's all you have, it's all you're gonna have. 
Oh, that's and, good. And you'll never have anything else. And and if you continue to live that way, you'll always feel like like this is all I have. I just this is I need to hold on to this. It's so precious to me, and that's all you're gonna end up with. Yeah. yeah and and I'm trying to relate to it in a business standpoint. Yeah. Because right? that's how I'm thinking in my head. In a business standpoint, it's a lot of gifted people out there that have Ooh. great talents, great gifts, great abilities, but they're just working in the wrong land. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so sometimes is. You need people around you that are able to lift you and guide you, that you respect and that you trust, that can tell you, hey, you're working in the wrong land, mm. right? You should deter from what you're doing now to, to this. But it takes some guts because once you ask for accountability and you ask for feedback, that's probably the toughest thing that a man or a woman could go through because all your flaws will show. Yeah. But that's okay, right? That's okay because... Once you, you go through that, people focus on what's not going on for them right now. Right. Right? So it's like, I don't have this. Well, I don't have that. I don't have, you know, whatever the case may be. My mom and dad, whatever the case may be, right? And then there's people that focus on everything that's, that everything good going on in their life. Mm-hmm. Right? Most leaders or most people that make an impact in the world are always focusing on the good of people, the good around them, and where they're going. Yeah, or even the potential. Over the potential. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that get comfortable. At least I have a roof for, uh, over my head. At least I yeah. have a TV. I have, at least I have, uh, you know, a, full, uh, uh, a plate of food in front of me, right? When you feel comfortable in the language of, hey, at least I have this, at least I have that, you're in a bad, in a bad spot because you're actually dying deep down inside. Yeah. Right? And and a lot of these, these problems where where you can't push through it is because you have too much time in, too much time in your hands and you're not going as a person therefore you get to sit there and think about everything that's no, not going on for you yeah and then it's just life starts passing you by yeah <laughs> and then you wake up and like wait what happened it's 10 years now yeah that's what between the age most people most young if, if you're a teen right between the age of 18 and 30 most teens or most people make the mistake of not playing at their full potential and like, yeah they're partying, having fun. You know, they're going to the club. They're wasting their paycheck at the, you know, at the places that you shouldn't be. Yeah. Or they spend their check before they have it because they see people on, on TV or on social media living their lifestyle. The other day, I was having a uh, uh, dinner with a couple of friends of mine, and one of the guys is a guy who discovered Lady Gaga, right? Mm. And he was saying that social media is the biggest um, liar of all because as I have all these rappers that will go out rent the fake cars, rent the fake chains and the bling bling and the ice and all the different stuff. And at the end of the shoot, they go and return it back and then you go on social media and that's what you see and you think that that's what success is. No, that's not. That's not fulfillment. That's not yeah. success. Right. Yeah. Right? I like what, what you said there, man. It's like uh, going back to someone holding you accountable because you think that, you know, you get comfortable, right? Like you said, I, I got that actually today, right? Uh, one of my mentors he i asked him something and then he's like hey man you're not playing to your full potential you, you should do you should be doing a lot better here in real estate and i looked at him like what do you mean bro like i got these numbers like i started like thinking like I, I got this many closes like you know i think i'm good and then he's like bro your potential is up here right now and you're playing down here because your schedule sucks and i was like dang bro mm. now i gotta push through that you know what i mean i gotta take what he's taking like you said you gotta be rooted take what he's saying and go do something about it so that's good, man. Uh, we wanna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and this is gonna be the one of the well, 
it's not gonna be the last question We're, we have some uh, surprise questions for you down here joe that i didn't send you uh but uh best piece of advice that you can give to someone that's uh to someone to actually live in the present so live for today what's the best advice you give somebody we come back to you. We can go. I'll chime in on that one for now. Uh, I think being present is being present is the only the only thing we actually have. The only thing that actually exists. Um, and very easily, we like to live in what we did yesterday to try to fix it. Like if somehow it's going to be fixed, and we like to live in tomorrow because we can use our imagination to try to piece it together of how we think it's going to fall through. Mm. And for that moment, in the present moment, it makes whatever's going on kind of crappy feel kind of good because in your head you're like now tomorrow i'll take care of it tomorrow i will tomorrow i will tomorrow i will and it becomes a habit of always living in the past and you you're heavy and your heart's heavy for what you've done in the past but you think of the future because it makes that erases that well tomorrow i'm going to be a better person and the past won't matter anymore but what we forget is the most important thing is today is the only day we have yeah. Because as cheesy as it sounds, tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah, that's just the absolute bottom line. You can walk out right now and be paralyzed tomorrow, and your purpose that you you know you were, you were you were imagining in your head would never be fulfilled because we didn't act on it today. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and and that's that's something that's something I like to I like to um, carry um, in my heart is if today was my last state that I give it all. Like, yeah. did, did I really? Did, does my wife know that I love her? Does my son know that I love him? Yeah. Do, do the people that I'm associated with on a daily basis know that I truly care about them? Do, does, did, I make a, did I at least make a difference in someone's life? Yeah. Those are things I like to, I really like to think of because that's the only thing we can control. And if we can harness that energy rather than allowing it to, to weigh us down, if we can harness that energy to deliver people and even in like the small mundane things like just going to the store, um, you've heard of the ripple effect and, and that's the only thing we can control is now loving on people now not tomorrow yeah. starting your podcast now starting your business now investing like right now not tomorrow because we're not going to get it yeah it's all, it's all about preparing for that tomorrow right yeah because if you say hey I'm going to do it tomorrow well what are you doing today to prepare right. and, and that's when it comes into our head where like like wait what do you mean you're going to what do you mean you're going to have a million dollars saved up don't you remember what you what you did don't yeah. you remember who you are? Don't you remember how, how, how you messed up? Don't you remember that? Like, yeah. you're not going to accomplish this. Like, come on, let's be real. You're not. Yeah, no one's to. ever made 100K in your family. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, 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 it's, and it's, it's what, that's where we go back to our deciding moments, or the moments that define us. Are we going to allow that to, to be our label? Or, or, or you know, are, are we going to allow that to be the way our, that chapter goes? Or are we going to understand that it's just a season and in this season, I may not control the outcome 100%, but I can control the process right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am, I am in charge of choosing to eat better or not. I am in charge of deciding to love on someone. I struggle with that. What was that? <laughs> Eating, Eating good. good. Eating good. <laughs> yeah, so, do I. so yeah. I mean, I guess to answer your question is, is honestly, is one thing that I'll be working on is just, I'm always nice to everybody. Like, you, about the line, you have to be nice to everybody. Yeah. Right, because you can make somebody's day, right? Some us frustrated or not going to the right things, and you, all, all, the ultimate you just gotta be nice. You gotta love on people. Ooh, that's a, I, I love that. I, I like and, that one. Yeah, just love know, on people in general. For me, it's, it's just one of the hardest things for me to do. It's not because um, it's not because I don't love people. It's because I have this. Honestly, on the outside, I might look tough, but deep down inside, I'm a big teddy bear. Right. Right. Same. And and I care for people. I love for people. And here's what I know. I read an article the other day that in our lifespan, there's only the 
and we're only going to live for about eight. Like if we, com- if we compress all of our time, we only live a full eight years worth of our life. Only wow. eight years. That's with sleep, showering, this and that. We only max out for eight years of our life. Mm. Right? And something that I've been thinking about is, is every day I should take a recap Mm. And say, okay, how am I doing in my areas of right, faith? Right. Yeah. Right. How am I doing in my areas of family? Right. How How am I doing in the area of business? Yeah. Can I get better? Can I reassess? What What can I do better? Who can I help? You know, how can I help? How can I maximize my time here more effectively? Right. And a lot of times is that we play life so casually that we don't have that we don't reflect on all the precious moments that we're missing because we're frustrated because we're mad. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen my way. My friend was saying this about me. My friends don't accept me in. Whatever the case may be, it's something you gotta stop and just stop for a minute and just really dig dig deep down inside and say, Okay, are all are all the things that matter to me, did I take care of those things today? Did mm. I let my mom and dad know that I love them? Right. Did I kiss my, 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 my wife, my daughter and my son, you know, before bed or in the morning yeah. be, before they went to school. Mm-hmm. Like, cause tomorrow t- tomorrow ain't promised. Yeah, for sure. And today isn't either. Yeah. Right? So the thing is it's the little things that people are going to remember. And just don't forget to say, hey, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be okay. Right. Yep. It always ends up being okay, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's really good, man. The way I mean, the way I could really just sum it all up, I actually picked this, this uh, little quote. I think it's Albert Einstein. But he said, uh, learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for tomorrow. Right. That's all we can really do, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um before we wrap it up, we do have a couple of questions we want to ask. Uh, these are going to be kind of like rapid fire, uh, not too much in detail, but just a top of your mind, uh, top of, top of head. All right. <laughs> all right. You ready, too, Frank? Let's go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This one's for Joe first. Uh, what's one tip that you would give yourself so you could go back at any age, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't change anything that that happened in your life. You can't change where you're at now, but you could give yourself one tip, and at any age, what would it be? Sentence or paragraph? What do you want? Sentence or paragraph? It could be a do. It's if you ask me, and I'll just answer this question. And however it comes out, it's one tip that I could tell anybody is that. No, what what tip would you go back and tell yourself? yourself. Like if you had a time machine and you were to go back, say at age fifteen, what 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 tip would you give yourself? Go into business at eighteen years old. Find a mentor that's Mm. going to teach you everything he knows, and. I'll never ever again do something in my life that does not pay me over and over and over for what I've done. Mm. Okay, nice. What about you, Frank? Uh, I would definitely say choose love. Um, choose love. I feel like this, the, the world will definitely needs that. And I feel like at 15 years old, uh, I, I, you know, you know love, but you don't actually, you didn't really love on people. Uh, I would say choose love um, and, and really just be a giver. Yeah. Be a giver. Um, I know. I know. Uh, at 15 years old, we're we're always trying to get, uh, you know, because our parents are taking care of us at, at that age. <laughs> yeah. So we're always trying to see what's our next come up. Um, I know at 15 years old, if I if I was more of a giver, um, I, not not to say that I'm a bad person because I didn't, but I just felt like my perspective would have been a lot different, and you know, my mentality would have been open to a whole new world had I been a giver and a, and a lover earlier on. Nice. Um, I just feel like you can't outgive the giver. Good. And uh, we're here to give. Good. You know, that's we're here to serve people and give. And I just, I feel at, at 15 years old, if someone, if someone who's listening to this now and they're young, and just really, really soak into that because you're 15 years old, you start and you buy the, you buy that that you're that you want to outgive. 
you're gonna have because I think what we get lost is where we try to measure our success based off of materialistics. Yeah. And I know people are always saying it, but truly, like, you cannot. We cannot get lost. Like, cause if you remove, if you, if I give you a million dollars right now, or I, I give you all the materialistics that you ever desired, can you still be a person who makes a difference? That's good. You know what I mean? If you had a, a billion dollars, if you had all the materialistics. Do you still matter to someone? Mm. Are you still making a difference? Yeah. You know, and I think that comes with giving and loving on people. It's good. Uh, for myself, I would actually say I would probably go back to like 13, 14 years old and just. In days? Yeah. Go back to the, that age where, and just tell myself like, hey, you know what? You're going to go through a ride, but, you know, you have a father that loves you. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And because right. back then at that age, I felt like I didn't have that, even though I had my stepdad. But it wasn't like that son and dad relationship right. that I have now with God. Right. So even though at the time I wouldn't understand what it was, like, what do you mean, bro? Like, you have, I have a fault. No, my, my dad's in jail. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I would tell myself, hey, and that's it. And I would leave it at that. You have a father that loves you. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I would go back to about 13, 14. All right. So next question. Um, so Joe. Good question, by the way. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I like that. I actually stole that from another podcast, by the way. So, <laughs> Lewis House? Uh, no, it's not Lewis House. Uh, are you real? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, next question. So, Frank, uh, what's your favorite movie? Something you can watch over and over. Oh man, probably The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah, and if not The Dark Knight. Na 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 Batman. Oh, bro, The Dark Knight, the new one. Yeah, I know, but um, we should do that when you're little. Oh yeah, we do. Because you think it, you, th- <laughs> you think you're Batman. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of a bad movie, to American Gangster, <laughs> with Denzel Washington. Oh, well, that's a good movie. That's really one. Good. That's one of my favorite movies. Nice. What about you, Joe? Man, a movie you can watch over and over, no matter what. It's tough. I like Blood In, Blood Out. Oh, that's, oh. A good one. that's, that's an old school one. <laughs> that's so bad, bro. That's, no, it's like three hours long, three dude. Three hours long. Locals, eh? No, but uh, uh, on a serious side, I think uh, if I go back. There's a couple movies, but I think right now, um, man, the other were Three Ninjas. No. Here's my Three Ninjas. Tom Tom. No, uh, back I, in the days. No, you're a little older than us, Joseph. Oh no. man, three ninjas. Okay, <laughs> so something more relevant, probably twelve strong. Okay. Oh, that's a good the, one. The, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Are we doing good, babe? Yeah. Okay. Cousin. Uh, my favorite movie. Oh, I think I've shared this already. My my favorite movie I could watch over and over is Forrest Gump. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Damn, that's crazy. I love you, Jenna. They're probably like, bro. This is like the third time we hear this because yeah. uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Matt Escoto. Mm. I said Joe. Matt Escoto said the same thing, and then we're doing all the... Yeah, no. It's bad. All right. um, Okay, so we'll go with these really quick. Joe, what would would you say that your your weakness is? Take your long showers, man. That's your weakness? (laughs) That's your weakness? I love showers. No. uh, My biggest biggest weakness is fear. Fear? Uh, Fear. It's something that we all struggle with. Yeah, fear is a liar. And um, I think for me is, uh, I know what it is. Fear is, getting my first word out is the biggest fear for me. Because mm. I get flashbacks when I used to stutter. Mm. Bro, I get the same thing. Yeah. And then I lose my, my, my train of thought a lot. You're so focused so on focused it. focused on it. Yeah, yeah, so it's like if you take, a, people could probably see this on, on Facebook, but what happens is that your palm is probably this big right here, right? Your what? Oh, your, problem. your problem. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But, it, but all of a sudden, right, Frank, you probably see this at church of the day, and you put it on your eye, and you magnify it. That's all yeah. you see. Times 10. Right. Yeah. right? And it's and sometimes is that 
your problem is not as big as, as you think it is. You, yeah. you know what it is? Is Our weaknesses, they're huge to us, right? And we feel like the whole world is looking at our weaknesses. But that's us lying. Like, that's just lying. We're lying to ourselves. Yeah. Because not to say people don't care, but people don't care. People are not that attentive to your weaknesses for, for you not to be able to do something. Yeah. It's just we make it that big. And I, and I agree with you on that. Fear, man, is part of the movie. Mm. Hesitation. It will be mine. Yeah. I know you're going to ask me. Hesitation. Hesitation? Yeah. Just because... You always what you what you try to even right now you when you try to pour out you want to make sure that it, it, it there's substance you know what I mean yeah and what you're doing is actually there's purpose behind it and that you didn't that you delivered strongly and that because sometimes that's the only moment you have and if you ruin it it's gone it's just gone with the wind yeah you know and and it, and I think it just comes because the standards I try to put myself at and I feel like it's a responsibility to yeah. to to whatever it is I'm doing I'm, I want to give it my best I want to make sure my heart's in it. And I think I hesitate because I kind of second guess who I'm, who I am. You mm. know what I mean? Okay. Like, oh, wait, I can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say mine is, um, dang, patience. Kind of the same thing. Patience. Um, I want everything done, like, now. Right. Like, or, That's a quality, though. No, I'm saying it's my, uh, oh, yes, 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 you're right, you're right. Well, not having patience, I guess right, you okay. can say. <laughs> yeah, uh, not having the patience to be like, hey, this is a process, you know, this is, this is, this is going to take a while. Like I want to, you know, I want to have the best podcast now. I want to be the number one real estate, real estate agent now, you know, um, you know, I want to have the big house. Um, I mean, I really feel like I have the best marriage, but, um, I'm sure everybody <laughs> thinks that. Yeah. Right? right. You know, I, I, and I think you should, yeah. but like, I think just being, not being patient is my biggest weakness. Mm. Right. Okay. And then uh, this one's super quick, guys. If you had one gift or talent, what would it be? Anything. Mm. Just name it. A gift or a talent? Yeah. Um, I talked to my wife about it today. Uh, I just told her that God's been working through me. And uh, she told me it was my gift. And I said, no, it's God's gift through me to his people. So I just for him to just keep using me as his tool. Okay. That's that's my I don't, I don't know if that's a gift or a talent, but just mm. to be a spokesperson here for him, that's it. Okay. For me, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, because me for me it would be singing, bro. I wish I could sing. sing. Yeah, for me, um, maybe if I could just create a time machine. Yeah, the gift to create a time machine. I like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe if I could just be Superman. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. be Batman with Frank. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> they could just fight each other and just become friends. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, uh, 